0: beloved this is the hour before the wedding this is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans nine one one teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often the hour before a wedding It's a mess. There's last minute panic and the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls. Take an honest look at where the body is because the father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the father needs love and unity, to send the fullness of his glory, and I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17, then we must take a real honest look at where the church is so that Love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, Religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper. And we're starting uh, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about about them and delving into them at the beginning now we've we've kind of laid the foundation and and introduced the whole concept of romans nine one one. is that these issues need to be brought into the light beloved so that we can properly deal with them there's no condemnation in yeshua but if these influences are affecting us shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them and They must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else and to delve into these issues adequately i need to be very open honest and direct i need to share my thoughts and heart as a jewish believer from the messianic perspective regarding how jews and gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family and so in these next several podcasts i do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sewed into us that really at this point need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, Cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations. Has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the apostle Paul wrote about in Romans eleven twenty-five 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So beloved, Because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. Beloved, we're really touching on the most sensitive, delicate issues of this whole restoration. Jewish and Gentiles, Bringing our hearts and minds to the Lord and allowing Him to wash, even expose how the enemy has wrought division in the family. And nothing is truer here than the influences of generational anti Semitism and, and replacement theology thinking and, and the mindset that has come from that. And the father's now looking to wash these influences away. Replacement theology needs to be replaced with restoration theology. And that's where beloved, that's where he's taking us. But it's going to require honesty and humility on our part. So bear with me. We're coming, we're coming to the, to the crux of this. And uh, I want to give you a picture today of the heart of the father that is waiting to bring his family together like never before. So if Israel's spiritual awakening and our refocus on their salvation is the final piece of the puzzle, then can't we expect the enemy to place numerous obstacles and barriers in the way of the church from receiving this revelation? Isn't that a bit of a duh when you think about it? Generational, and I don't mean uh, 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 as an insult, please don't take it that way. Generational antisemitism is fundamental to these obstacles that are holding us back from the reconnection along with other issues, theological misunderstandings that we will discuss and obviously emotional, even sibling issues. And it might help us To reflect on a biblical account of a father and his two sons, known as the story of the prodigal son. But before I do that, I just want to make a point that these, try and understand that these influences have been in the church for close to 2,000 years. When Rome merged with the church, it was already terribly anti-Semitic. They hated the Jews, as we've discussed. And so this spirit has traveled the generations. And, beloved, it needs to be exposed. We need to rid ourselves of this. So I want to give us this picture of a father and his two sons. In this particular picture, I'm going to present to you I, I want us to look at Israel as seen as the younger brother, even though we know that that um, the firstborn are the are the older brother, while the children from the nations are the other children in the family, right? But in this particular, I'm I want to do a flip, and the reason why I want to do that is because aside from the remnant of Israel, those Jewish believers that founded the church and gave their lives. Uh, to take Yeshua out to the nations that God's children would believe in him and become one with with Israel those from far and those who were near becoming this beautiful one humanity right but when it comes to the story of the new covenant really we've moved into the church age we've moved into the the period for the the God's children from the nations. And I've said many times before already, and I write often in the Romans 9 one teachings, the Lord has been fair with his family 2,000 years from Abraham to Yeshua, where he focused on the firstborn part of the family, and 2,000 years from Jesus to the modern day where he's focused on his children from the nations. Now we shift, right? So in this particular picture, who who's running Abba's house? Who who is, has more readily embraced the new covenant while most of the Jewish people rejected Yeshua and then suffered the, the, the dispersion in the nations and the judgment that came upon Israel in the first couple of centuries? So in this particular picture, I, I want us to see the journey of the prodigal as the, as, the, as the Jewish son that rejected Right? Um, And so there's this great need to be restored to the father through Yeshua. And of course, the father waited patiently in this story. And without compromising his love and position towards his lost son, I've often thought of of uh, uh, um, almost like a grandfather sitting in, the, in, in his rocking chair, uh, waiting, waiting patiently uh, on the porch for his son to come home. And, and there, down the path, one day, suddenly, and when the son comes into this place of repentance, the father's heart immediately is gripped with compassion. And he embraces his son, restoring him to the full honor of sonship. But the brother, the brother's heart is the opposite of his father's heart. And the older brother cannot rejoice or forgive because his heart is hard. He's in control of the father's house now and doesn't want to give it up or even share it using clever arguments to justify his position. It's simply not fair and totally unreasonable for him to fathom and he's not able to see beyond this. However, it's the father's desire for his church to now embrace his firstborn and the covenants that he's made to them to restore them, to complete the family so Yeshua can actually return. Blessing them as Jewish believers in the kingdom of God and supporting their identity as restored branches. And this is a great challenge for us in in the church coming from the nations it's like we we don't understand this because we've had 1700 years of influences thinking that we are the church is Israel without Israel and now of course Israel's awakened there's a whole role that God has to use us doesn't it say with the mercy in Romans 11 that we have received as a result of their disobedience that we too now would release that mercy back to them. Beloved, it's only in the Father's heart that we can actually secure this transaction. And historically, the church has been unable to because we've tried to love Israel in our own strength, in our own humanity, and have been unsuccessful. In fact, as history tells us, the church went in the opposite direction and only the father's heart beating in ours, can move us into this role to help our firstborn brothers and sisters come back to life. But I want to give you a picture here. It, it may help you. I call it the circle of love. Who was it that took Yeshua out to the nations if it wasn't? the remnant of Israel, those Jewish believers that founded the church actually gave their lives to, to bring Yeshua out to the nations. Now, beloved, the Father, to complete the circle of love, complete the family circle, the Father now asks us in the nations, God's children in the nations. I'm speaking from the the Gentile side of the family. He's asking his children from the nations, will you lay down your lives for my firstborn children that they would be restored, that I could come back to the earth? Doesn't, doesn't Yeshua say that he will not return? We know the obvious one until the gospel's gone unto all the nations. What about the other until? Jesus said, I will not return until they say, Baruch Haba, Bashem, Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Beloved, sibling issues between Jewish and Gentile believers in the body have played a huge role in keeping us apart. There's a great indifference among Gentile believers that prevails towards the Jewish people, spurred on by spiritual influences of generational anti-Semitism, pride, jealousy, anger, and fear, which the enemy continues to use to keep us separate and apart. Beloved, the enemy is the one that needs to be exposed here. And these have caused a lack of humility on our part towards the Jewish people and even causes us not to really want to reach out to them with the love of God and when listen we understand that it's not easy to be around Jewish people and definitely not to present the gospel to them you you have to win a lot of love and respect and trust before you even begin to open your mouth but you can draw them to jealousy with your love for the Father and for Yeshua and the sincerity of that can be a witness back to them that something different is about you in their lives and that's what the Father's looking to do but we have to help them return to their own olive tree and um, you can learn about that in my first book in the New Covenant Prophecy I think it's in the eleventh chapter. Jewish evangelism, learning—you uh, know—the triggers, the things not to say, words, the, uh, the the right terminology to use when when you when finally that opportunity opens up and they ask you, it's good to use messianic tones because remember, God's children in the nations are grafted into Israel's covenant, right? The gospel was given to the Jew first, right? as all the other covenants were, Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. And we're dwelling in that covenant and they're broken off branches that needs to be restored. That's how Paul defines those Jewish people that still do not believe in Yeshua. But he also says in the same chapter in Romans 11 that they need to return to their own olive tree. And this is something that's easily learned, um, but we have to, to learn um, how, the, how to, uh, the words, the right words to use and the right words to pray when we're praying in front of them. Hallelujah. I tell you that, you know, this is beginning to change, but I, over the last 15 to 20 years of my life, wherever I've gone to speak or teach uh, about these issues, I can discern a level of spiritual opposition among my Gentile believing family due to these influences. The Lord's given me that spiritual radar and I can sense it when I come into a place. And we need to learn to come into a deeper place of repentance of the things that really divide us, understanding that Israel's spiritual restoration and our relationship to the remnant of Israel, believing Jews, in the one new man is an essential love element. It's a love equation that is going to help bring about tremendous change in the church. And we need to be able to submit to the healing and the cleansing that the Father wants to release to us through the Holy Spirit to wash away the negative influences in our hearts from our generational bloodline now let me re-explain that i know i've touched on it in other podcasts but i want to be very very clear here because we are not responsible for the sins of our fathers or our mothers but if the influences the sin influences in in their lives are still affecting us then shouldn't we want to deal with them and come into repentance and break those influences off. And that's what the father's looking to do and looking to touch in this place. And as we move deeper into this reconnection message, we're gonna go on this journey. The Lord's gonna clean up our hearts and our minds and get us ready for this final stage of the Lord's plans to return his son to the earth, which includes the last great harvest, Israel's awakening and Jesus's return. Hallelujah. From our Father's point of view, beloved, there's been so little unity between Jew and Gentile. But look at the first century, the first couple of centuries, how that body had the fire and the glory upon it and how it changed the world and Rome couldn't contend. So the Lord looks to restore the former glory for the latter glory. God's word tells us that a final remnant of Israel whose awakening has already begun must be restored with those we will ultimately rule and reign with when Yeshua returns. Beloved, the bride is not Gentile alone. The bride is Jewish and Gentile. Please take a look here at Romans 11. 25 to 32. Therefore, the healing and the cleansing work that Abba wants to bring to us, to our hearts and our minds, will prepare us to restore this love and unity in his family and prepare the bride. Prepare us for his coming. And the concept of God's people as his bride dates Back to the Hebrew scriptures through Solomon and the prophets see Song of Songs, Isaiah and Jeremiah. It's the concept of the bride. It's not just a New Testament concept. God called Israel his bride long before Yeshua came to the earth to inaugurate the new covenant. Thinking that the Jewish people will be excluded from the bridal call of the bridegroom is a great deception to the end-time culmination of Jew and Gentile and of Israel and the church. This is what we're talking about here, beloved. This is an end-time power equation, but it will require our humility, openness, and honesty with one another. And these are not just Gentile issues, issues from God's children from the nations that need to be dealt with here in this one human man restoration. There are human issues. These are human issues. And as we will discover, as we move into this deeper and deeper, you'll, you'll begin to become aware of the Jewish obstacles that are preventing Jewish believers from being restored with love and unity in the church. Doesn't the father discipline? those he loves. And so there's a place here of 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 tenderness of of washing and cleansing that the Lord is going to open the door to through the Romans 911 project to bring us in deeper into this uh, reconnection message that has everything to do with his end time plans to return his son to the earth. I love the the cry at the uh, end of scripture and revelation, Maranatha, come Lord Yeshua. And we know the end of the story. Beloved, the question is, how do we get from here to there? And there's a process now of rebuilding love and unity in his family that is going to lay the pathway for this restoration. So there's everything to look forward to here. As we move into this restoration. So until uh, next week, may the God of Israel richly
1: bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email, join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together, and most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm. And view the Romans 9:11 study guide, 12 to 14-hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 9:11 books and teachings are transformational into God's end-time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The Reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this Reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember. romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 project. Wherever you listen to podcasts at the end